0: Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close to personal some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great one for you. In fact, we've got one coming back.
1: Yes, returning guest. We have singer Hannah Dasher with us today, one of our favorite returning guests, who engages her over 1.5 million TikTok followers with her Stand By Your Pan viral cooking and music series while her breakout single release, Girls Call the Shots earned her critical acclaim by Rolling Stone and Billboard.
0: And we're excited to have her on to yes. talk about that, anything and new, her. and welcome to the hey. show.
2: Welcome back. Hey hey. <laughs>
0: hey,
2: hey. I'm finding rhinestones all in this tiger rug that I just washed. I had a photo shoot here for the new music. Oh, and I'm oh, still, yeah. still finding I- sequins everywhere. Goodness. Oh, well.
0: So last time you came on the show was in 2020. Yes. Um, I, when I bring on guests coming back I always ask what's what's been going on. So what's been going on? Lord, 2020 I guess
2: that was the height of quarantine, right? So uh was, I was working yeah. on my TikTok then and um uh, working on uh new music which we released uh, this past July, the uh, uh, the half record. Yeah. And uh and then this year I've been working on the other new music and uh in between filling stuff with like the barbecue and the food network or the circle network and, uh, or other, I guess, things I can't necessarily talk about, but I will say I'm trying to get TV tiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, while well, playing a bunch of shows this year and uh, just trying to make my way as an independent act, you know, I've never had any radio exposure or radio play, if you will. I've never met the radio team. <laughs> um So I'm just appreciative of the love and the, uh, uh, you know, the, support that I get regardless people really I think want to hear from me and and wow. see me so yeah we just got back oh, from Dollywood the Harvest Festival that was a blast I love
1: Dollywood.
2: Mm-hmm. There. yeah I hadn't been since I was like six or seven years old and anyhow so uh except for you know, we we played the winter series there yeah. and uh went really well so they booked us to do this fall thing and it was a blast outfit changes and everything Oh, awesome. The yeah, last time we
0: went to Dollywood was almost 20 years ago. Yes, we're planning uh, our, on going again for, next For our anniversary, I mean our anniversary, for uh, our honeymoon, honeymoon. trip.
2: How, how many years have y'all
0: been together? Well, it'll be 20 years married October 5th. In fact, we're going to oh, spend Oh,
2: congratulations, it in-
0: that's coming up. Yep, we're going to be spending that week in Nashville. We are.
2: Well, well, y'all can look up ahead for when you come. Congratulations. <laughs> 20 will. years is, uh, that's awesome.
0: Thank you. It's been a crazy ride, but yes, we're here. Yes,
2: we've enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> so um, you know, how did COVID and all that affect what you do? And, and thank God it looks like we're on the other side of it now. Yes. Um, oh so yeah. How, so how has it been getting through that that process and what have you done to kind of get through it during the during those times?
2: Well, COVID uh Covid was a was a big setback in a lot of ways. It was it was a beautiful thing for me in a way too, but it was a big setback. A lot, not a lot of people realize this, but you know I was a uh, and I'm still a brand new act that was getting ready to be fired out of the cannon. Wow. Um,
1: yeah.
2: And so um, and you think about like trying to get on dates and tours and things like that. As oversaturated as the market and the industry already is, unless you've got a major a big old manager behind you with a lot of political pull, you're not going to get those tours. So uh, COVID, you know, took all the little baby acts like me and bumped us down uh, when we started firing things back up and it moved the bigger acts up as a, you know, to be more of a priority, which I understand, but because there's less of the pie to go around, so they yeah. Um, yeah. have to kind of cater all those acts first. So it's kind of put us on the back burner. So in the meantime, I thought, well, hell um, if I'm not touring and we're shut in the house right now, I, I can at least work on my platforms and get my, my social media numbers up. And so I just thought I would showcase my personality to the world with a little stand by your pan and a little country music, comedy infused <laughs> cooking series, because everybody was not that I want to be a cook the rest of my life, but I just, I come from a long line of really talented, opinionated cooks, <laughs> Southern, yeah. Southern cooks. And, um, and yeah, I just figured why not teach skinny people how to cook since they're all in the grocery store, spend a thousand bucks a month because we're all shut in the house and yeah
1: uh, yeah absolutely. and and i
2: thought that since we were so divided as a country that we could all agree on fried I'm chicken and macaroni and
1: cheese <laughs> yes absolutely and it and is. it looks like it worked yeah yeah
2: so it I, it's crazy it, it's great i can't go into a grocery store or an airport or to dollywood anywhere without uh getting stopped uh, for photos you know with people i just think it, <laughs> um, it's awesome and it's humbling to realize the uh the impact Uh, that you can have on people. And that was the beautiful part of COVID to me was realizing Mm -hmm. that, you know, I wasn't in this career for me and for my glory, but I'm literally here to further God's kingdom and to reach people. And if he sees fit to use a TikTok app to do it and not country radio right now, that's what he's going to do. So that's been the most sobering, humbling thing of it all. Um, But you know what? Outreach is outreach and they're buying merchandise and they're showing up shows. So that's what matters to Mm -hmm. me.
0: And I think that's where people go wrong. Sometimes they have it in their mind. It's going to look like this. We're going to go this way. And they, and they leave no room to pivot. And it looks like you found a way to pivot that, that catapulted you in a, in a time where it was tough for a lot of people. And now as music's coming back, you built that foundation for the future.
2: I appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I just figure if I can't get, get through your ears, on the radio, I can at least get in your faces on the TV. So I've been trying, working out with Wilson and I'm still writing new music. And, uh, we actually just recorded, uh, six of like 12 songs. I'm very excited about them. I'm working with a new producer, um, who I've respected for years and he and I will get together this Thursday to just start uh, putting some finishing touches on some things. And I'm just so tickled to get this music out to the world. And, uh, I, um, I'm still an independent act. I've never had a manager. Um, I've always wanted one, but I've always been told, well, wait till you have something to manage. Uh, So (laughs) in the meantime, uh, I'm I'm the Martha White girl and the provider girl for the Fowl Life, and I'm doing a lot of cooking and and singing and it's all, it's paying my bills. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful to have a platform and you know, that I'm not selling bass boats for Bass Pro Shops anymore.
0: So. (laughs) I love that. You know, a lot of people, they would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that, wow, this could be my career?
2: I have never had another option in my mind with the exception of maybe Mary Rich. (laughs) Like good boy, <laughs> but uh, I've just always. Mother said that I could sing before I could talk. We'd ride down the dirt road as a kid, mm-hmm. and she could with the radio on, and she would hear me humming and ah, oh, and sing along with the radio before I could even make a sentence. And so I've just always known that country music is what I wanted to do. Always, um, this is my first concert. That was Alan Jackson, and like oh, in wow. Savannah at Savannah Civic Center, the old uh, one. I guess mm-hmm. there's a new one now. I was really happy to way. be there too with that for the Reba shows. Anyhow, but um, she's taking Terry Clark out with her. I think they're trying to break Terry Clark again.
0: Oh, oh wow. yeah. <laughs> so. um, But I'm going to be in
2: Springfield, not far from y'all, on the same night. Wow. Oh,
0: Reba's wow. in
2: town. So oh. if, you, if you can't afford Reba tickets, that's all right. I love it.
0: <laughs> Just come on oh, out. Right? Yeah.
2: Come on to Springfield and come see me and the band. You won't be disappointed. <laughs>
0: Oh, Love definitely. that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you mm-hmm. do, but, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, Ooh. the tears, the struggles it takes to get to any level within entertainment. I always want to talk about that side of it, because I think a lot of times people kind of gloss over this. They mm-hmm. make it look so glamorous, but we both know that that is just not the case. You get the glamour on stage, but after that, that's where the work happens. So tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to get to where you are today.
2: Man, you are so, uh, that, that's so profound and you're so, uh, uh, I don't know, that's that's a great question. I don't get asked that question often because people just, it's it's such an industry of what's next, what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when I open my refrigerator now and I have I have no freezer space, I have food, every, I have more food than I have, have ever wanted or needed. I can go to the grocery store now and pick out, or I have an assistant that can go to the store and pick out whatever I want. You know, and I'm and I'm always reminded of not having enough to eat when I've been up here and being Mm -hmm. hungry and Mm -hmm. counting pennies and quarters and putting change together to try to go to the Taco Bell to get something. You wouldn't (laughs) know that I was hungry to look at me, but but um but every time I open up my refrigerator and I've got to make space for it, I'm tickled to death to do it. That's just one of those things because I know what it's like to be hungry up here. Um, I when I moved here, I slept on a mattress on the floor. And right. I didn't have a kitchen mm-hmm. and I ate bologna sandwiches and peanut butter jelly sandwiches every day. I ate two sandwiches a day. Um and then if someone were buy me lunch you now, I'd do that. But so but not just from the food aspect, but uh I mean hell, just uh having extra spending money to like to buy the clothes that I've wanted. Like I've always wanted to uh to to have the wardrobe that I do now, but I I couldn't afford it when I moved to town. So when I moved here in 2010, 2011, I made uh, just personalized little T-shirts because I wanted to stand out in some way. So I made yeah. T-shirts that said, uh, like, with Conway Twitty on them, "Hello, darling, I just love to lay you down." Or mm-hmm. you know, one with yes. both Cephas on the front, just so that people would approach me. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. so that the mm-hmm. right people would approach me, and they did. Mm-hmm. Um wow. But now I can dress like I want to, and uh, and I have a team of uh, you know a stylist team, if you will, hair, makeup, and. Um, I'm just so blessed to have access to, to people who are great at what they do that that have helped me build the brand that I've always wanted to build, if you will, or who are helping me build the brand that I've always wanted to build. Um, but yes, a lot of people just don't see the, uh, the sacrifice that goes in. Like there are uh, friends that I've graduated with who have babies that I've never held who are probably seven or eight years old now or oh, – wow. um, uh, people that have gotten married, like I was asked to be a bridesmaid in like 11 weddings one year and I couldn't afford to be in all of them. And I had to, it was heartbreaking to, have to tell some of my best girlfriends, no, that I couldn't be in their wedding because I couldn't afford to come down. Uh, okay. I couldn't afford the bridesmaid's yeah. dress, you know, and that was hard. Um, and I missed some Thanksgivings because I couldn't travel home, if you will. My family could afford to help me. and um, But they've also they're big advocates for tough love and I resented it a lot at the at the time. <laughs> but looking back, mm-hmm. I am so grateful uh, that my parents didn't just, uh, well, you know, shower me with the money that I needed. I say, I, I'm, I'm grateful because it's made me a survivor. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would have helped me a little bit more. And I feel like i would probably been a little farther along, but I wouldn't have the uh, the survival skills. Mm-hmm. uh that I do now and so uh, as a creator I think that helps you too because you got to be thrown into a situation just like with songwriting it's just okay what can I make out of this like what ingredients do I have what's here in the room what can I do to make something awesome out of what I have and uh, as a creator that's what we do daily as a cook you know that's what cooks do and uh hell when I (laughs) when I go into my closet that's what I do (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> love it and we totally get where you're coming from because there were you times of where um sandy would come to me and says you know our bank accounts in the hole right now right more than once <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but, and
2: do, but, but god like, like, i'm telling you like not to cram my my faith in anybody's throat because you know you believe what you want to believe mm-hmm. um, i know that we are like-minded in our, our faiths but all that to say, I just my needs have always been met. I, there has been a, like a friend will call and say, hey, I know you've been needing this and they'll deposit like just the, the exact amount of money that I needed in my account without mm-hmm. me asking um, mm-hmm. or things like that through the years that have happened. And um, I just uh, I can't overlook things like that and um, it's just made me like for so long I have I've had the what's next mindset. I never celebrated my record deal. Uh, I did celebrate one of my publishing deals, but uh, like when I got my first major cut, I didn't go out and celebrate that. And I really regret not living in the moment more and really soaking in Mm -hmm. all those victories. And so I've, uh, since quarantine, I have really made a point to, to celebrate the small things. And uh, because, you know, it just makes you a lot more grateful for all the big things that come.
0: You know so I've got TV
2: opportunities pouring into me so now right. I'm trying to get TV tiny and yeah. I've been working out with old Wilson <laughs> Mr Wilson he is awesome Lord, I just had a chicken liver. <laughs> don't tell him don't tell him I had a chicken liver
1: you know, <laughs> but uh
2: yeah. oh anyway but i'm I'm grateful to be uh yeah you know, working with him and with Casey land his nutritionist and I uh, just uh looking hot or naked just finding you know just a uh more a confident version of myself. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that uh, it's inspiring other women to embrace their curves and, uh, and to take some action to be a little healthier, too. Yeah. You, you
0: know, you're talking about God at the right moment. I can tell you a point. This is cr- a crazy timing for us, too, and we know it was God doing. But, but we went to Kentucky to visit her mom at this time, before her mom passed away. And we were up there, and we kind of got stranded up there. Her mom don't have didn't have much money. And we ran out of money. So yeah. we didn't have enough gas money to get back to Savannah. We did. And, and, yeah. and we're like, what do we do? So we end up staying in about an extra couple of days trying to figure out what do we do? And next thing I know, a person emails me. We were selling a service where we made 500 bucks off of, but nobody was buying it this time. And and a guy emails me and says, I, I'd like to um do that. I was like, great. Here's PayPal. Send it. Well, guess what? Next day we went, we got back to Sebastian. <laughs> I love that.
2: Wonderful. That's great. Want we'll to do it? Want we'll to do it? Well, I think that, uh, I think that he always comes through and, uh, that's kind of where I am with a lot of things. It's like uh, we, what we do for a living as creators, it's like gambling for a living.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It is. So, uh, yes. every time you go into the songwriting room, it's like gambling for a living. You never know if you're going to leave with a uh, with a great song or not. I mean, it's, it's uh it's rare that you'll catch those great songs that'll fall out of heaven and kind of write themselves or that someone walks in with an amazing idea but but uh but yeah you uh you celebrate those moments
0: and, and you know mm-hmm. what's crazy sometimes we've heard stories from artists where they're like they wrote a song and they really wasn't sure if it was anything or not and all of a sudden somebody else heard it and they're like I need to pitch this to so and so and it become a number one hit. And they were like stunned because they're like, they, 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 it was like it was just a song i written. I wasn't feeling it, but apparently the artist was.
2: Yeah. I love that. I love that. I've sick on this autumn when I wrote a song of mine called Shoes and I didn't <laughs> think anything of it. I didn't, uh, I sent it to my publisher and he flipped over it and then sent the, <laughs> you know, like the label and they flipped over it. And uh, it was remind me mean, to reach out to a friend of mine. CMT, but the music video was a lot of fun to make. Uh, and wow. uh, considering, you know, like I was an, an independent act, we went from like zero or 14 listeners a month to 487,000 listeners a month on mm. Spotify. Yeah. I thought that was great. Wow. We put out that music. But, um, but again, it was a song that didn't mean much to me that, you know, everyone on the team was just really adamant about, including, and I still hear about it today from a couple people like, hey, this song means a lot to me. And then there's other songs that, that speak to him too. And I'm really excited mm-hmm. to get this new stuff um, out to the world. So we've got, um, we got a song called God's a good old boy. That I'm <laughs> really excited about that. I wrote last October, last September rather. And, uh, and uh, you know, but it just talks about how uh, he makes fish that bite and scratch off tickets win. And uh, he makes the dog you thought you lost come back home again. And, and he made the Braves good again this year. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's just uh it's, it's a lot of fun to sing. And when I played it for some of my good old boy buddies, they've cried. I just old yeah. Redneck boy cry over a song. Like, <laughs> so so we, we've got that one that I'm really excited about. And one that I'm really, 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 really excited about uh, a couple artists have actually had it on hold. And then as soon as like, McBride took it off, I swept it back up. Um, but uh i wrote it actually with the same guys with benji uh mm-hmm. with uh benji Otterman and dave turnbull and uh but it's called crying all the way to the bank
1: mm-hmm.
2: so, so yeah it's uh but uh it's just a, a about a woman that uh, she's married to a fella and finds out that he's cheating
1: and Ooh. so uh
2: yeah a trust fund don't buy trust is what it says but anyhow <laughs> Yeah. But he said, you should have seen the face of the judge when he threw the gavel down. Now I'm crying all the way, crying all the way to the bank. Brand new city, <laughs> premium gas in the tank. It's good. It's a
0: revenge song. Oh,
2: it, 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 not that I condone that kind of behavior. I'm yeah. Yeah. Of, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a prenup kind of girl and <laughs> I, and I think ill of, of women who, who are that way kind of thing in the past, but all that to say, but it's so much fun. It's so much fun to play live. They love it. They holler and scream over it, and uh, <laughs> and I just think it'll, it'll make a really fun video. Yeah. Anyhow, and um, I don't want to get all the songs away, but those are two that I'm really, really, really excited about, and oh, well, I have leaked one, an acoustic version of it, uh, like on my socials, but uh, uh, it's, a, it's a song called Ugly Houses, or I share a little bit about my fate, but, um, but yeah, if you buy I ugly houses, that. I'm taking down my four cell sign. It's a, it's
0: a great song. So I ah, yeah. love that. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't never see any teams behind the artists In our opinion teams never get any love. And I don't you care don't. if you have a team of one or a team of 300, like Justin Bieber has a team is still a team. So take a few moments and tell us about the people behind you.
2: Ear darling. Well, um, like I said, it takes a village, uh, you know, starting from my hair, you know, Andrew Pentecost has been great. He's so good. When we did those shows earlier this year, she started going to him and uh, his husband Kyle, and now she gets her hair and her wigs done by wow. them too. Yeah. which is great. But uh, I'm so tickled that Andrew's done so much to help me with my, you know, situation and, uh, mm-hmm. and I love him to pieces. And, um, you know, I'm still writing songs for Sony. Sony ATV, Sony Music Publishing, um, you know, my publisher, Dane, I love him so much. He is working independently now, but I've got a new publisher, Miss Aubrey, and she's great. She loves country music, and uh, she really gets it, and uh, she loves the country music that we grew up listening to, and, mm-hmm. uh, and she just thinks that I have a lot to offer the world, and so, um, you know, together we're just trying to uh, – Get this new music recorded and uh, help me shop for a, a manager because we believe it's it's time, you know. But I've uh, mm-hmm. last year I had my dear friend Brooke helping me. She was kind of a liaison between like uh, me and the and the label, and uh, you know it was just it was great to have another girl there to to bounce opinions and ideas yeah. off of yeah. and just to help kind of carry the load. I've had a a, a fan that became a, a friend, like a super fan that uh, you know, became a friend that's, that's been helping me a lot the past two oh, wow. years. And she filters through emails and has helped a lot with like selling, or she's helped a lot, I guess, with merch. She's not like, it's not her calling to be in the music business, if you will. <laughs> uh, um, but she's just tickled to be able to help and do all that. So, um, yeah, but my business manager is like my ride or die. I love him to pieces. Zach over at Gelfand, he is amazing. And we met, over Duck Wings at Fifth and Taylor at the bar like four or five years ago. Anyhow, and uh, he was there this weekend at Dollywood playing tour manager, and he's done tour manager stuff kind of for me before. And So, yeah, my my team is small, and my style is Jennifer. I love her to pieces. Um, But My team is really small, but I'm really, really grateful to have them. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm just, now that I've got the music kind of coming together, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm mm-hmm. looking to build that team.
0: Love that. And, you know, speaking of teens, we have a third co-host, our yes, we little do. 10-year-old boy. You yes. do? Yep. So Sandy's going to go get yes, him. Yes, I will
1: get him. Ask.
0: He, he, I think when you came on before, he always asked one question, but now he asked three questions.
2: We oh, bumped I love him. It. Up.
0: We bumped yeah. him up. He got older, so we added more.
2: <laughs> I, who is this 10-year-old to you?
0: He's, He's our, our son.
2: son. Oh, my goodness. And what's his name? Christopher. Oh, Christopher i'm gonna check on some beef stock i've got churned. <laughs> y'all can see my i got some swinging doors we're gonna put up here in oh, the wow. kitchen do some popping out of them a... oh i bet y'all can y'all see that oh. <laughs> yum yum christopher is 10 is he in school
0: we we homeschool
2: I got gotcha.
0: you. So when everything got shut down and everybody had to go through that, he he didn't have his life didn't have to change. Dad,
2: is he active in like a youth group though? There
0: at uh, well, we, yeah, you know, he we go to church a couple times a week and all that. He also has friends that he hangs out with on the weekends, and so he's very active. Love that, because <laughs> because we know that when you homeschool, then you've got to be more active than you normally would to keep them in community.
2: Totally, totally, totally. That's oh. where a lot
0: of parents go wrong as they think you homeschool but then you just live this life where you do nothing and then that's where you, the issues come, I think.
2: No, I think you're right. My <coughs> my chance and Chelsea, up in Utah, they homeschool their boys, but my lord there. They were at an Indian wigwam séance dance in Montana last time I was talking to them watching, you know, like tribal dances and I mean they're always traveling and they're showing animals and uh, she's trying <laughs> to expose them to history and to fate. Then uh, which side of the camera do I look at? Am I looking, am i making eye contact with y'all now? Yeah. Wonderful.
0: Yeah. And he, and, you know, we've been last year, we visited Nashville four different times. This year, it'll be four times after this next trip. So so we just went to Myrtle Beach recently thinking about maybe going to Miami at the end of the year to spend New Year's Eve there. So we do a lot of traveling, too. So he gets to do a lot of stuff. Which See, it. So it kind of helps out homeschooling, too, so that we can have the flexibility to where we can still do work and um, and enjoy life, too.
2: I love that. What kind of consulting business are y'all in?
0: (coughs) Well, right now we, we, we're just, we just do our show mainly. Got you. And we do, and we deliver food in the evenings in order to stay afloat while we. I love that.
2: Hey, Chris. Chris, Hey.
0: Yes. All right. Hi, Hannah. So what's very food.
2: Hey man, what's going on?
1: (laughs) It's going good.
2: Yeah. 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 He said you had some questions to ask me. So I'm tickled. I'm tickled for your interview. All
1: right. um, What's very food.
2: My favorite foods, well, fried chicken, always. <laughs> um, Chocolate-covered strawberries is number two. And number three would have to be, oh, gosh, it really just depends on, I just, did I say fried chicken? I did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love anything with bone in it that I can gnaw. So uh, <laughs> bone-in ribeye or prime rib or, oh, you know what? Probably the salad bar berries here in Nashville. Uh, it's just great. Thank you for asking. What about you?
0: Mine is pizza.
2: You like old pizza. Eh?
0: And we I had pizza. it last night, matter of fact.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ask right. me something else. All right.
0: All right. What's your
1: favorite TV show?
2: Every TV show. I don't really watch a lot of TV because I'm so busy all the time. But uh, obviously, I love Yellowstone on Netflix. And uh, I liked Longmire and it was out. But in 1883, I like good old shoot em up, bang, bang Westerns. Mm stuff like that, so um old Clint Eastwood and John Wayne kind of movies. I just, uh, I like westerns and things like that, any kind of action, but yeah.
1: And yours? Alright, mine is Spongebob.
2: Oh, really? Alright.
1: <laughs> Alright, what's your favorite movie?
2: My favorite movie? I think, you know, that one is Smokey and the Bandit.
1: Ah. <laughs> Everybody
2: thinks I love Dolly Parton, which I think Dolly's great, but I mean, I I've been a Burt Reynolds fan a whole lot longer. Because uh, I was watching, uh, uh, there was a rerun for Best Little Warehouse in Texas that came on, and then out popped her, and she was the girlfriend of Burt Reynolds in the movie, you know. And she had all these darling Western pearl snaps with the big collars, like I've always loved with fringe, and you know they're all darted and look. She just looked so cute and sexy, and she was chunky—that's chunky version. And I just thought, well, hell, and I can afford to dress that way. That's how I want to dress, and so that's my—that's uh, my connection there to her is actually through Burt Reynolds so uh, but there's a Trans Am necklace right here on my on my neck my dear fan Miss Presley sent me that but wow. and now you can see my logo is a 1977 Smoking and the Bandit Edition Trans Am where's my little guitar pick you see my logo
0: yeah I saw it
2: but oh yeah here we are you can see it <laughs> you can see that it cool? mm-hmm. that's right well, that's a 77 Trans Am so yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, because what's yours? Mine is the Minions.
2: Oh, the Minions. All yes. right. I hear you. I hear you. Have they exposed yes. you to any? Chris uh, and y'all exposed this boy to some the Bandit and some Top Gun. I guess when he's of age. You're We're what? You're eight? There. You're ten? How old are you again yes. now? He's ten. All right.
1: I'm about to be eleven very yes. soon.
0: Yes. You yes. are? Well, yeah. all in right. In so January.
2: It's definitely time yes. to watch Smoking the Bandit.
0: Yep. It's, yeah, he would, he would love it. Yeah. Mm.
2: Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Heck, yeah. I'm skeptical that y'all thought of me, and you thought to um, share your afternoon with me.
0: Bye, thanks. Hey, good
2: to see you, darling.
0: Yeah, yeah he he definitely loves to be on the show, and he's been on probably ninety-five percent of the shows. Really, that's yep.
2: great. That's great. Do you ever let him listen to the music of the artist that he's interviewing, so he can ask questions about their music too?
0: We keep him with them same three because so he stays focused. I got
2: you. He a big country music but he is
0: fan. a big country music fan. Oh, really? In, in fact, when when he was um, before he was born, and Sandy was pregnant with him, she played country music all the time, put it to her tummy. She was like, "My boy's going to love country it, music." And
1: yeah. and here's the funny part. And he would like kick when it, when it was be country songs and, and stuff. And, That's what he would. And really the funny
0: part in. is now um if she says a statement that's not right with the, that maybe she's got the artist wrong in a song he will correct her like that nope that's that artist. oh
1: yes <laughs>
2: he knows his music so, hey, that's great that's great I love <coughs> that. Good. Uh, what are some things that inspire you oh great music inspires me which i feel like it's not to sound jaded or negative um but uh it's uh, it's hard to find it's out there but it's just hard to find i just feel like we uh we've gotten really lazy and used to the top 40 or you know we just kind of go with wherever the hype or the spin is but um i think when you really dig deep is where you find the great stuff and so uh my songwriting heroes like casey bethard or jeremy spillman or guys like that well they're always good about introducing me to new stuff my buddy oscar charles a great producer here in town is good at sharing stuff with me and a buddy of mine, Landon. Uh, he's the lead singer for a rock and roll band called Goodbye June. I'm a huge fan of them. They're very talented. You should check them out. They're incredibly, incredible live. But he's good at exposing me to good new stuff. And uh, so I'm in, I'm inspired by great lyrics, um, great melodies. And it may be something that I've heard for years. Like I've been on a kick lately, uh, fuel hemorrhage by fuel. Oh you know, yeah. back mm-hmm. in my middle school heydays or whatever that song came out. Yeah. But uh but golly, where, where that song just takes you to fall away. Leave Love me that. to myself. Da-da. Anyways, but just the melody is just whew. um but uh I'm inspired by uh well obviously like uh you know my faith when the spirit moves and we break a sweat at Mount <laughs> Zion on Sunday. Yes. And worship, oh, yeah. not every Sunday, but we will break a sweat and worship when the Spirit's moving. Mm-hmm. And that's inspiring. Um, when I am in meet and greet and I'm just meeting all these amazing people that are coming through my line after a show or before a show to meet me and when I when I learn how long they, how far they've driven to be there um, or uh, there's like an older couple and they tell me how long they've been married and uh, mm, yeah. that kind of stuff inspires me too. I'm always wanting to know uh, how to make love work that long and uh, and so, um, uh, I'm, I'm inspired by, I'm inspired by talent. If anybody's talented, uh, that inspires me. I think, I think like Brent Cobb is just, just one of the most underrated artists that we have out there. And, um, Charlie Worsham is an acquired taste, very talented. And, um, I think Todd Childers is obviously really, really great. And, Mm-hmm. Just, there's and caitlin smith is an amazing songwriter and we just actually played a festival together oh, wow oh yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah but um but yeah i, just, I get inspired by greatness and,
0: love that
1: uh, what would you like for your legacy to be in music what would you like to be most known and remembered for oh like yeah
2: well um i've always had this obligation or just this inner I don't know what it is, Sandy, but um, I've always gotten along well with old people and I've always uh, just felt this need to hang on to uh, the good stuff, whether it's pedal steel guitar or writing thank you notes, handwritten, writing in cursive thank you notes or Mm -hmm. saying yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. Or uh, just there are certain traditions while I'm I'm very much a hippie, but there's just a lot of traditions and just a lot of, things the whole you know when stuff says made in usa um mm-hmm. you can look at my house and my wardrobe and tell that I, that i like to hang on to certain things yeah. um but it's not necessarily just hanging on to it i just i want to keep it alive and i want to be the artist that bridges the gap between that 90s country or the nostalgic nashville mm-hmm. that we love or the honky-tonk that we fell in the honky-tonk nashville we fell in love with that bridges the gap between that and the future because there is something very futuristic about what i do that that you can't put your finger on um, but it works. and yeah. uh, and so I um that's how I like to be remembered as someone that uh, that helped keep country music alive and uh, and also who helped, helped keep it fresh.
1: Love that. Oh, love that. If you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to
0: tell them?
2: Hey, I love you, and I ain't going anywhere oh, awesome. <laughs> And you should say
0: that to the haters too, right? Oh yeah! Hey, if you don't
2: have any haters. You're not doing it right. But we won't. We won't give them any light of day. Um, but oh yeah, there's a lot of that around here. But you know what? If you weren't good, they wouldn't be hating on you.
0: Love that. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, who would, if you could co-write with any artist, who would it be?
2: Oh, it depends on the idea that I would have up my sleeve. <laughs> but if I could co-write with any artist, Alan Jackson.
1: Oh, that's a great one. You know, yes. I have
2: written with Bill Anderson. He's great. Um, used to be Jamie Johnson, but I'm scared of him. I have so much respect for him. I'm just, <laughs> Eric Church, obviously, is one of the, my biggest songwriting influences, his team. But, you know, I just, um, I get to write with Michael Heaney and Spillman and better and those guys. And so I'm just tickled to, uh, you know, to and Jeff Hyde. I've just written a great one with him. And, and I've got a great one that I've written, actually, with Jeff Hyde, who writes with Eric all the time and plays in his band on the road. Um, that will be on this new, uh, package of music that I've just recorded. So, uh, and it's yeah. a good one, but, but yeah, I think Alan Jackson. All
0: right. So who's an artist that's passed on that if you could bring them back for one day, you'd bring back and what would be one question that you'd want to ask them?
2: Oh, Lord, I want to bring Tom Petty back.
0: Oh, love Tom but Petty. What, what I,
2: I different. mean, but what were I asking? Hell, I, I can only have him for one day. I want to know what his secret was to keeping it fresh. Uh, I want to know because you talk about an act that really reinvented himself
0: to stay mm-hmm. relevant.
2: And um, you know, you are who you are. He is who he is. But he just he morphed and his sound in such a way that mm-hmm. um, this didn't sound like anybody else. But it was always fresh. You could just compare like his first record to his fifth record i mean it's just uh i don't know i could go on about him i'm forever grateful to the cadillac three boys for encouraging me to go down on that rabbit hole
0: wow uh mm-hmm.
2: five six years ago and i'm so glad seven years ago i'm glad that i did oh, wow. but yeah or patsy klein though too god love to bring her back
0: she's <laughs> not everybody
2: else like waylon um <laughs> I, I really couldn't pick who i want to bring back but that's why i'm looking forward to heaven because we're all gonna be in the smoking section together Lord, Lord. I'd like like to ask Patsy where she hid. uh, Well, I know where she hid some of her cash, but I'd I'd like to (laughs) see
0: Might (laughs) some still be out there somewhere.
2: I'd I'd like to know her secret to hitting all those notes and smoking cigarettes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what's a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote?
2: Oh, I'm Over You uh, by Keith Whitley. Oh, uh, Are you talking about any song or like any song? I mean, absolutely. Uh, I'm over you. And hell, beer never broke my heart. What a heck of a... I, I don't know exactly what Randy and those guys were saying in the last, you know, just before they brought the hook, but but I, but the hook's so dang good. You don't really care what it's saying. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: but, but, yeah but, but I'm over you. Um, Tim... Uh, oh, my gosh. My brain is, is leaving me. But uh, Tim Nichols, Songwriting Hall of Fame wrote uh what have i written with him lead this bar on my half record i wrote with tim nichols he's he wrote i'm over you and has written so many more classics he's in the hall of fame as he should be um but he's great
0: so where would you like to be in five years that's
2: a great question i would uh i answered this i feel like to someone five years ago but i would like to uh obviously have a much bigger listening audience bigger following um, I'd like to see some TV success. Uh, I'd like to be on a major tour. I would mm-hmm. if not if not headlining it. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I absolutely would. Um I, I played some venues that are bucket list things for me, but I'd like to knock a few more of those off my bucket list. so mm-hmm. but that's where I'd like to be is uh, is is touring steadily on the road and being able to employ my very, very talented band. It's so hard to you know to employ a team of people consistently when you don't have consistent shows it's hard for you know for young independent acts to to get onto those those big shows but that's what i want to be doing
0: so let's look further down the road and let's say 15 years down the road and you're a success on a grand scale whatever that looks like for you you've made it what do you hope you never forget along that journey
2: oh heavens i hope i never forget the now and uh You know, like I've, I've traveled on a bus and I've traveled on, uh, in, uh, 15 passenger vans. And I just, I hope I don't forget the, just the, uh, the intimacy of playing small rooms. And, um, I just, uh, luckily I have a good mama and good friends, people around me that will, uh, that'll call me out. If my head gets too big and, you know, God's got a way, I mean, he'll pull the rug out from underneath you to get your attention mm-hmm. too. Uh mm-hmm. so but um but yes, ten years from now, fifteen years from now, hell, I'd I'd love to be headlining uh my own shows and playing stadiums, if you will. But hell, Merle Haggard never had a number one song and he never headlined stadiums. <laughs> never headlined you know that Merle Haggard never headlined arenas, never wow. headlined arenas and oh, never wow. had a number one song and he's Merle Haggard.
1: Wow, that's
2: amazing. And, just, and, look, and look at the legacy yeah. that he left us.
0: Yeah, huge. Which shows you can huge still, still a leave game. a legacy without being the top top.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Oh, my duck breast just arrived in the mail from the foul life and chatting and on huh? those boys. I'm <laughs> awesome. I love it. I see the UPS guy walking up. Is this just me? Or do all the ups guys have good looking legs? <laughs> <laughs> they also, so they but um, but yes, I just I would like to have a career making music, and I'd, I'd like to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry. I realize that's not a goal yes. for any of these new acts, you know, in my realm. But um, but for me, it's the Opry's always meant something, and it always will mean something. And that's one of those things I'd like to keep around. And today, mm-hmm. I just realized today's my three year Opry debut anniversary. I'm looking at my little sign over there. Oh wow! Yeah, with oh, with my wow. little. Uh, little Anyhow, but um, but yeah, I'd love to be a member of the Opry. That's just something that.
1: There it is. See oh, it. See it. Oh, that's so awesome! I it's see called. it with well, the date. Days, yep, September twenty
2: seventh, it's, it's a special yes. thing. Yes. Yes. yes, but anyhow, I'm just a tickle that y'all made time for me, and and um, just y'all be on the lookout for the new music. I don't have any release dates um with it yet because there's a lot of people that want to be that want to hear it first before we decide kind of how to how to get it out there. So and, got one you know, last
0: question for you. And then we'll takes a lot up. of money. Yes. And yes. what advice would you give that person that wants to do what you do? And then we'll close out.
2: Don't do it. No, <laughs> it's uh, great question. If, if you're wanting to get into the music business and to be a, a country music entertainer, uh, surround yourself with people that are honest with you and with people that are more talented than you and just be very self-aware. That's my advice Just be very self-aware if you've got it, do it. But this market is too oversaturated to have, uh to have average or below average you know we've got as you know if if you aren't if you aren't three-fourths as good as eric church if you aren't half Mm -hmm. as good as alan jackson um you know don't do it don't do it uh find find your gifts and find where your strength is and and pursue that and um just be self-aware that's my advice Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that harsh it's honest
1: it's honest and
0: that's Absolutely. what people need sometimes yeah.
2: well people i mean but, I mean, that. think about it like you know trisha yearwood when she sings i mean it it sends chills up and down your spine she doesn't sound oh, yeah. like anybody else and it's got this mm-hmm. huge presence and aretha franklin does the same oh. dang thing to you and they're two totally different animals but yeah. holy cow you know and trisha doesn't write music but she doesn't have to because she has that thing you know, and, and I just think mm-hmm. that the market can be so flooded by, you know, the next viral video cover song that somebody sang. And, and I think cover songs are great, but I, you know, uh, we wouldn't have here in the real world and Chattahoochee and, you know what I mean? If we celebrated that kind of stuff. And so I just yeah. I feel like there's a lot of real raw talent out there and um. I just think that's, that's what we should celebrate more. Mm
0: -hmm. So tell everybody how they can find you.
2: You can find me. uh, Well, Instagram at Hannah Dasher, H-A-N-N-A-H-D-A-S-H-E-R. You can find me on the TikTok at Hannah Dam Dasher and check for upcoming dates and whatnot at Hannah Dasher dot com.
0: You know, we really enjoyed having you for a second time and we look forward to having you back down the road.
2: Hey, Chris and Sandy, y'all rock my socks off. Thank you. you and tell Christopher it was lovely to meet him. And y'all expose that boy to Smokey and the Bandit and to the good, the bad, and the ugly, and uh yeah, just some good old Clint Eastwood movies. All right. Yeah,
1: sounds great. I got, sounds great. I got to
2: go make a chili video. My boy from the office, uh Kevin from the office, the guy that spilled the chili, I can't think of his name. Anyhow, he just put out a big old cookbook, a chili cookbook, and oh, I'm chili. in the cookbook, so I've got to do a little video here and <laughs> oh, love that. All That's right. chilling. Sounds good. All
0: right. You have Thanks. a great day. Thanks. Bye.
1: Bye.